I feel like now we're okay saying that, mm-hmm. you know, being more comfortable in, in our business. But before, I feel like we would never yeah. have released that. No, absolutely not. But the first. But you just are, you're just scrappy in the beginning. Yeah, like you, you got to do what you got to do. Hi guys. Wow. A lot has happened lately. We pre-recorded the last five episodes and during that time we hadn't announced our big news yet, but now the word is out in the world. Yeah. We are having a baby. Yes, we are. Um, It's our first, so we're very excited. Honestly, can't believe it. And um, yeah, we're just so excited and ready for this new journey of parenthood yeah and it was so fun announcing yeah doing our whole photo shoot in palm springs was amazing fun um very memorable Mm -hmm. how are you feeling oh i'll be honest so first trimester was a little rough for me um i battled a lot of nausea pretty much threw up every single morning (laughs) um i had to try and eat something every two hours because if i didn't i felt worse but you know and sometimes when you're sick you just don't even want to eat anything or nothing sounds good so yeah I don't know it was a lot but happy to be on the other side hopefully and in my second trimester now um but I do want to say take a minute to say thank you guys so much for all the love and support um that we received on our Instagram post it really meant a lot to us and yes it did yeah it was very nice to hear all those well wishes and kind words and um we have a lot of good people in our corner for sure. We're happy for us. So that's awesome. Uh, before we get started, if you could do us a favor and screenshot the episode, uh, give us a shout out in stories or DM us and let us know your favorite episode so far. We would love to know who's listening and connect with you guys. Yeah, I think it's so fun for us to see everybody out there, uh, you know, enjoying the content that we're putting out. I mean, Taylor and I wanted to do this more so for us, but when we see that you guys are consuming it and you're taking the time to enjoy it and listen to what we have to say, um, that really means a lot for us. And so when we get to see that and when we get some feedback from you guys, it uh, obviously allows us to keep going with this thing. For sure. Yeah. Leave a five-star review if you feel so inclined. Um, (laughs) You know, any way that we can see or hear your feedback is always appreciated. So, how are you doing? I didn't even ask you how you were doing. I'm feeling good. Yeah? Yeah. I've been given some advice, and that advice is, you know, to keep you alive. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and as long as I can keep you alive, you know, I'm doing my job. Oh, okay. Because your job is to keep the baby alive. hmm So, that's what I'm trying my best well, at. Well, I think that's after birth, but... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well right good. now, too. <laughs> yeah, right now. Taking you know? care of me, but baby's still growing, so... Yeah, no, I'm I doing appreciate good. it, honey. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, it's weird. I'm not nervous at all. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why not? New adventure. If I can get through the wedding industry, I can get through having a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you're having the baby. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll we'll be in the adventure together. Yes, for sure. Um. Okay. So what is our topic for today? Do you want to tell the people? It's. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It's installation horror stories. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be a fun one. This will be a fun one. Um, A lot of these we've never shared before. Obviously, it's 
you know, some things are embarrassing on our part or I think just out of like respect for the client or just we didn't necessarily want people to know that something happened on their wedding day because you always want to paint this perfect picture that, you know, nothing went wrong or if something did that we resolved it and they, you know, the clients or maybe even the planners did even know the, diff, you know, for sure. Um, but just a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah, a lot of behind even... the scenes that nobody really knows. And um, yeah, I think it'll be cool to share it and just share some relatable stories because I mean mistakes happen Mm -hmm. like things happen Um, I'm sure every single vendor in the industry has had their challenges or hurdles or oops situations or all these things that have occurred on event days so we just wanted to throw throw some of ours out there Um, and this will probably be heavily Brad talking because <laughs> it is installation based. So I was probably there for most of these situations, but Brad can probably speak to it more and share um, your problem solving skills and what you did to kind of rectify the situations. So yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. We were reviewing some of these things that we have written down and I don't think there's very many on this list that we weren't able to fix. Yeah, no, I mean, we, yeah, I think we were able to resolve all of them or, well, yeah, I mean, most of them. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of funny because once you get going, then it's like, oh my gosh, remember that time? Remember that time? And yeah. Yeah. It was kind of hard to like just compile the list and and really <laughs> stop writing things down because, you know, once you get into it, you start almost nitpicking Mm-hmm. each and every install and you're like was that a horror story and you're like no nah, nah. yeah is that good enough to put down on the list nah. yeah you know but um i think we got some good ones on here yeah and if anything this is just more of a catchy title i mean nothing is you know a horror story right it's nothing dramatic drastic whatever <laughs> that's a big deal um but in the moment especially but if in you're the in... moment yeah and especially if you're new um to the industry or new to being a vendor you're still learning a lot and so and you know you care a lot (laughs) about the work you're putting out um so first thing that we can kind of dive into was and we've talked about this before in um our business journey but we started off mainly with neon signs and that was kind of the first type of install that we would do so this was prior to any large builds but I know you had a couple of situations yeah. that you found yourself in with neon signs, even just very early on. Right. <laughs> so do you want to talk about those? Yeah. Neon signs were our first installs in general mm-hmm. um, before we even started the walls right. or, you know, large build outs. So it gave us a little bit of a taste of what was to come as far as, you know, bringing items to venues and figuring out how to attach them two things mm-hmm. or figuring out how to uh you know stabilize items or set things up so we did these neon sign rentals we knew we had to suspend them somehow yeah i mean oftentimes like nowadays i would feel like most of the time the neon signs go on some sort of backdrop or area but i feel like um and maybe this was just the type of client that were renting them at the time they didn't want to spend money on additional you know, support structures or anything like that for the signs. So they were often trying to utilize what they already, what was already available at the venue, which was often nothing, not much. (laughs) So it involved a lot of suspending of signs, um, you know, from the rafters or 
Yeah, I just remember the first few that we did. I mean, I went into it. We didn't even have a ladder. Um, <laughs> and so we were going out to these venues beforehand, you know, maybe three or four weeks before we had to install the product on the wedding day. And uh, at least we had the foresight to do that. But mm-hmm. we were doing these site visits and I would go out there and I'm looking at where the client wanted these neon signs. And I'm like, yeah, OK, you know, maybe 12 feet in the air or, you know, 18 feet in the air, sometimes 20 feet in the air from you know these metal rafters or you know sometimes the clients were like you can just hang them from that water pipe right there on the ceiling and we were just so naive we're happy to happy for the business mm-hmm. and you know maybe there's something in the back of my mind I'm like maybe we shouldn't be doing this but yeah it's like just a 50 pound neon sign it's it'll be fine right and again at that time we didn't own a ladder so I remember the very first one you know knowing that we had to get up you know 12 feet in the air I'm like we need to buy a ladder that time I don't really think we had a tall ladder a tall ladder (laughs) I don't think we had enough money for the business to like just buy a ladder and Mm -hmm. and (laughs) sounds so crazy but to buy a ladder and keep the ladder because one we didn't have enough business like continual business well and we were renting these these first few neon signs um neon sign installs that we were doing were with that promo so people were paying 125 bucks because it was $250 for the rental. Right. We were doing a 50% off promotion. So it was $125. And then you want to talk about having to purchase a ladder. Yeah, the ladder was like $400. Right. (laughs) So I just remember going to Home Depot, buying that ladder with the intention of returning it. I knew I was going to be bringing this ladder back after the first few installs because it was Really, I mean, it wasn't a ne- it was a necessity for us, but then after the install, it wasn't because we didn't have any other business right. to be utilizing this ladder. So it's yeah. like we need the four hundred dollars back, maybe to pay our rent the next month. Right. And how do you tell your client like, hey, I could suspend it, but like I can't afford the ladder that I right. need to suspend it where you want it to go. <laughs> so that's that's kind of you know I, f- I feel like now we're okay saying that mm-hmm. you know being more comfortable in, in our business, but before I feel like we would never yeah. have released that. No, absolutely not. But the first. But you just are. You're just scrappy in the beginning. Yeah, like you, you got to do what you got to do. So the first one I remember uh, was at a, a little bit of an older resort, and the clients wanted the neon sign hung against the the pipe and drape on the wall. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I just remember going to Home Depot the night before with you. We had nothing, and we also did not have a clue, or I didn't have a clue how I was going to even hang this sign. I knew that I needed to get it, you know, up to a certain height, hang it from the pipe and drape. And I just remember like walking down the plumbing aisle going like, what could we use here? Like, what Mm -hmm. do I need to buy? You know, not overspend, but like I need enough in my toolbox to be able to be there and figure it out. So I knew we we needed fishing line and we needed some sort of a clamp, like Mm -hmm. C clamps or even pipe clamps for the very top of the pipe and drape. So it was just crazy to get on site, never doing something like this before, looking up, you know, let's say 12 or 14 feet in the air at this pipe and drape. And I mean, I just remember taking that ladder up there with, you know, the fishing line and a sea clamp going, okay, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. I don't even know if it's going to look good. Right. Um, and that was just step one, because then once you adhered or fastened the C-clamp and the fishing line to the top of the pipe and drape, then you needed to attach it to the neon sign. Yeah, that was step two. 
Step three, you actually needed to level the sign right. and get it straight. So, man, How those, long do you think it took you for your first install? Probably three hours, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, just way too long. For this one sign, yeah. Way too long, but I had nothing else to do. I mean, that was my job. No, yeah. I mean, that was that was the business. That was our business at the time, yeah. the one project that we <laughs> yeah. had going for us. Luckily, so. I do remember, I think they let me in at like 9 or 10 a.m. Yeah. The wedding wasn't until you know, obviously four and they wouldn't be in the ballroom until six. So Mm -hmm. also in the back of my mind, I'm going, you know what? I got like 10 hours. Right. I I, Yeah. Worst case scenario, I have all day. Yeah. So that was one of them. And then I remember another one, um, was at Hotel Valley Ho. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, you know, the client, either they wanted the aesthetic of like nothing behind the sign. They wanted the sign, you know, floating. Yeah. Or they maybe didn't want to spend the money on, like, hedge walls or something, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, it was like, let's utilize the metal rafters. <laughs> and also, guys, keep in mind, it was just me. Right. I didn't have help uh, in these first ones. I mean, it was very early on. I think Taylor was still working another job. Mm-hmm. So she was at work, and it's not like she could go with me to even be a second set of hands. So, right. um, man, on this one at Valley Ho, I just remember, like, I needed like counterweight or leverage for to hold up one side of the sign as I was like securing the other side and I literally you know used a rock from the hotel mm-hmm. tied it onto one end of the fishing line threw it over the rafters so that I could have you know weighted like a weighted end mm-hmm. so that it would hold up one side while I attached the other side and then I could get back to that side and yeah. actually you know secure that side so and funny. man how how wild to think like the guests that were staying at that hotel, if somebody was watching me out of their hotel room, like... Yeah, they'd be like, what's this guy doing? Yeah, like this industry professional is mm-hmm. not professional at all. No. He's throwing a rock <laughs> with fishing line over the rafters. So, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, those were kind of just the first two for the neon signs that we did. And I'm sure the next five to ten were very similar to that. Right. Don't need to get into them specifically, but it was just very much we had to figure it out Mm -hmm. and uh you know each time we learned but i will say they all still look pretty good yeah and they all held and none of those neon signs fell right so i think which is always our biggest fear yeah we checked all the boxes yeah so that was pretty fun Mm -hmm. and challenging in itself yeah okay so then leading into our next one is probably the one that comes to mind most often i think when we think about like worst case scenario worst event day for us um like we always reflect back on this day and it's probably like i don't know if somebody came to me and said hey you could we're going to give you the ability to erase one day in your wedding industry journey Mm -hmm. this day that we're about to talk about is no questions asked the day that i would erase even though we learned a lot from this day, it was by far the most stressful day that we've ever been through. And to top it off, you know, probably one of the worst things that ever happened to us mm-hmm. happened on this on day. On an event day. You know, installation-wise. Yeah. So while we learned a lot from it, we took a lot from it, and we applied it to every build moving forward, I think I would still probably go back and say, let's let's rewind because it was just so stressful. Yeah. And when that day was over, it felt like there was a million pounds lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. 
So this was October of 2019. Yeah. Just for frame of reference. Going into the day, we had five weddings. Mm -hmm. We had just pulled an all-nighter, getting everything done, already super stressed. And we packed up our little van, headed out to our first wedding, which was way out in the middle of the desert at a brand new resort called Castle Hot Springs that probably honestly was an hour on dirt road Mm -hmm. so just to try to paint the picture for you guys this was our first stop one of five and the horror story that we're going to talk to you about i think was stop three correct so it was just an insane day to start we already knew it was going to be a very intense high stress and we did the first install we did the second install which, mind you, was a neon sign install, mm-hmm. very similar to the first things that I talked about. Yeah. And so we get to the our third install, our third wedding, and everything was going pretty good. For us, it was a fairly large install at the time. It was probably one of the biggest projects that we had had up, or had the opportunity to work on up until that point. Definitely. Yeah. We felt like we were as prepared as we could have been. However, we were still in uncharted waters because we had really never done some of the things that we were about to do. Obviously. Yeah. Why? What we're going to talk about happened. But uh, we don't really want to give away too much. I feel like, I mean, I guess we have to. In what regard? Well, are we talking about the actual build? Uh, Yeah, we have to, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're midway through a uh, seating chart install, an escort display install, where we had this beautiful acrylic, ombre acrylic. It was like five different colors of acrylic hanging from a pipe stand that I had made with a wooden base on the bottom. And we had gotten the display up. Mm-hmm. I remember Taylor was And sitting- each piece of acrylic was suspended from the other one yes so they were like all chained together yeah. vertically if that kind of helps paint the picture I don't right know. so everything was kind of suspended uh-huh F- free floating yeah if the wind kind of picked up it was flowing in the wind it was yeah. very nice i had walked away from the display to go back to our van probably to get some more signage mm-hmm. taylor was on the ground close to the display yeah maybe peeling. i had my back to it and i was peeling the I think I was peeling the um, masking off of one of their, like their welcome sign or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was not there. No. But I remember getting a phone call from Taylor and you literally, what did you say? So a gust of wind came by and the entire display fell. And we had just spent probably the last 45 minutes to an hour hanging all of these tiles beautifully on this pipe stand. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see that it was even rocking or falling because my back was turned to it. So I just like heard the crash. And fortunately, I mean, it didn't hit me, I guess. But I was like I was right in that vicinity. And and everything came crashing down and everything came crashing down. So our entire display fell. Yes. With all these like small acrylic. Mm-hmm. pieces with a huge five foot wide piece of acrylic on top with raised lettering that was their they title their title yeah and all of the tiles below it were actually hanging from that one yeah so i immediately got off the phone with taylor ran back to 
the well, location. yeah, I mean, I called you and I like the display fell. I think I glanced at it and I was just in shock. And then I immediately called you. Yeah. And you were like, hey, what's up? I said, the escort display just fell. A huge gust You need of to come back. Like, you need to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You need to run over here. You need to get here as soon as you can. Um, and and you of guys... course, you're like in panic mode. So then as soon as I hung up the phone, I obviously went over to try to like pick up the pieces, see, you know, how we can start putting this back together, what happened maybe even. Mm-hmm. So. Also, the where we were setting up, I remember knowing that like, the bride and groom suites where they were getting ready, they really weren't that far away from us. So I think I had that in the back of my mind as well. Like while we were trying to put these pieces back together and like see what was salvageable, I'm like, great. The bride or the groom is literally going to walk out right now and see Mm -hmm. this, you know? And, um, it was our first, I believe one of our first weddings with this wedding planner. Yes. And we wanted to leave a good impression. Obviously. obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously we wanted to do our best. And um, they were so great during the whole thing. I mean, they were not upset. Uh, Her husband was helping us. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, just to think, guys, like this was only our third install of the day. We had two more Mm -hmm. to do after this. It's not like this was the only one that we were doing. And we could maybe stay there for hours and make it right. I mean, we maybe had like another hour until we needed to be out of there. Yeah. So fortunately, we glanced down, we kind of tried to, you know, pick everything back up and see what was salvageable. I think fortunately, I mean, they the acrylic pieces fell and some came, they came detached from the chain. But I, fortunately, I think only one piece broke, which unfortunately was their giant five foot title. title. <laughs> um, the corner chipped. So. I mean, it didn't, like it broke. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it didn't break in half, I guess, was one positive. Correct. But the corner did chip. And obviously, we didn't have any time to go back to the shop, make them a new one, resolve mm-hmm. the situation. It was just like, great, now there's this giant chip in there display. Definitely. So we'll talk about how that was resolved. But then do you want to talk about why the escort display fell? Yeah. I mean, guys, this was like one of our very first times we were setting up a structure on site. And we didn't have any experience or background in anything like this in previous careers. So Mm -hmm. we were flying by the seat of our pants, just figuring it out. And we have never experienced anything falling before. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, the only thing that's fallen was this structure. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I mean, that is such a blessing because it was probably one of the lightest structures we've ever done the least invasive as far right. as like hitting somebody it wasn't a huge wall right it wasn't super heavy this all happened before when we were installing on site and again fortunately it didn't happen during the actual event right. or like you said harm anybody or guests didn't see it so we had zero weights on what would be called a pipe stand or a structure and i don't even think it ever crossed my mind to put weights on this Mm-mm. you know to me it was a stand yeah well i think you thought the base doing the wooden base too was solid enough to where it would provide some sort of support right it just unfortunately wasn't enough no and we never even really took wind or anything like that into consideration we were just yeah we we still were doing pre-installs so we had pre-installed this at the shop the day before and to me it's like okay cool it's pretty sturdy it's standing on its own no problem but that's inside right we all know it's totally different when you bring something outside and you've got maybe even 15 or 20 mile per hour winds that 
you know, are pushing against this display, which once we got all the acrylic tiles up, it was acting like wind sail. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I wasn't there, I'm sure that's what happened. I'm right. sure the wind picked up and it grabbed all those tiles and it was just too top heavy and, and it fell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from that day forward, we learned that if we ever put something up like a structure at a venue outside specifically, that it would have more than enough weights on it or it would be, we would use stakes into the ground. And proud to say that since then, nothing has ever fallen. And they're not always the planner's favorite or the client's favorite because you always want weddings to be aesthetically pleasing. And so you never want this beautiful display to be impacted by these, you know, ugly weights added to it or like people don't like to see sandbags or things like that. But unfortunately, especially when things go outdoors, it's kind of something that you just have to have to accept because, I mean, ha- seeing that on your display is better than it falling or hurting somebody. Yeah. So. So through the years, I think we've alleviated some of that by, you know, bringing like white or black linens with us mm-hmm. to cover up the concrete weights if they were ever super exposed Sometimes we'll talk with the planner ahead of time to let them know that, you know, there are going to be brackets and weights, what we in the industry call mechanics, on the back that will be visible. Mm -hmm. And uh, we should try to position the escort display knowing that, you know, those are there and maybe put it in a specific spot where guests will not walk behind it. We have always, you know, been super prideful of the fact that we've most of the time paint matched the back of our displays to make them look good. So that helps, mm-hmm. right? But still you've got these, you know, gigantic concrete weights that we were always kind of having to overcome. But if you're a planner listening, we know that they're not the best and we we know yeah. you don't like them, but they're there for a reason right. and they're there so that the display doesn't fall. Mm-hmm. And also because we might be a little bit scarred from this past experience that we had. For sure. <laughs> back in 2019. So all that being said, we did have a, an entire escort display fall on us. Yeah. Thankfully. And Sarah's Garden, who's now Zinnia Floral Co., yes. I think, um, she's rebranded since then, but uh, she came to our rescue and she created a nice little floral arrangement that went on the piece of acrylic. Um, again, it cracked in the corner, so she added a nice little floral arrangement to the corner and covered it up. Yeah. And it was perfect. And. I don't even know if the clients noticed, to be honest. No, you could look at that photo and and you would never have any idea that anything happened. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, we packed up all our stuff and we headed out to our fourth (laughs) and fifth install of the day. Yeah. And so many other things were happening that day, but that's probably another conversation for... We'll digress. Yeah. We'll digress. Um, All right. Our next one. Do you remember the... Styled shoot at the Clayton House. Yes. With Chris. Yes. From Consider It Done. Yeah, Chris had reached out to us. I don't think we really had a relationship at all with her. Maybe this was the first time we were meeting her. She was still living in Utah. And she emailed us and said, hey, would you guys be interested in doing a styled shoot with us? And he said yes. And she was requesting a neon sign to go on one of... A rental company's bars. Mm-hmm. Taylor and I were still super new, and we had it in our head that this rental company only had one quote inset bar, mm-hmm. and we had done an install on that said bar before, 
And when Chris told us that it was the inset bar from the rental company, we just assumed that it was the one that we had done before. Mind you, we have to specifically cut out something for this bar for a neon sign to be attached to it. So I use the measurements from the bar we used previously. Well, I show up, I meet Chris for the first time. Great interaction. I'm thinking everything's going smoothly. I go out to get the piece of acrylic with a neon sign mounted on it, bring it in. And at that moment, I realized that the bar was not the same bar that we had done previously. Mm -hmm. And I remember... So the piece isn't going to fit. The piece isn't going to fit. The neon sign's already mounted on it. And we were still new. I didn't bring the tools on site that I bring now. Mm -hmm. I mean, now I almost bring everything that we have at the shop as far as hand tools. I have a duplicate set that are in the box truck. At that time, I was bringing everything that I had at our shop along with me to installs. Sometimes I would forget things. Sometimes I wouldn't even think to bring things because we didn't need them. So it's not like I had a saw or anything on site to where I could cut the acrylic down. Mm -hmm. And while this wasn't wedding, it was a styled shoot. It needed to be done by a certain time. And I remember looking at And we Chris, wanted to leave a good impression because it was our first time working with her. For sure. Yeah. And I remember looking at Chris and I said, hey, um, this bar isn't the... And I said the name of the bar mm -hmm. and she's like, well, yeah, I, you know, I didn't say it was that bar. Mm -hmm. And, and I was almost like telling her that like she messed up cause I thought she did. And, and really it was our fault because while we didn't ask, we, we didn't, didn't confirm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chris was more just trusting us cause she's like, Hey, I'm going to use this inset bar. And we assumed that it was a specific bar anyways. Um, I said, well, uh, let me go back out to my van and try to fix this. So I pulled this big, while I say big, I mean, it was like a three foot by eight foot piece of eighth inch black acrylic. So this was a big wobbly piece of acrylic mm -hmm. that, that the sign was already mounted on, had a neon sign attached to it already. So I got the measurements from the inset bar inside pulled the piece of acrylic outside, was rifling through the van. I knew I didn't have enough time to go to even a Home Depot and buy a saw, nor did I probably have enough money to do that just for like a styled shoot that we even weren't making any money on. So after going through the van, all I had was uh, like a carpenter square, which was a straight edge, and a razor blade. And I literally had to use this razor blade and carpenter square to cut down this piece of eighth inch acrylic. I mean, I was sitting there like scoring the piece of acrylic for, you know, 15, 20 minutes until I had enough to like hopefully snap it and like break it and pray that it didn't crack, mm -hmm. you know, and, and pray that it like snapped in a straight line. So I had to do this on two edges. I had to do it on the long edge and, and, you know, and the short edge and, um, Thankfully, I think the bar was black, right? Yeah. And the piece of acrylic was black. Mm -hmm. So, you know, any imperfections that... And the reason why we had to mount it, I think, on the piece of acrylic was because you couldn't do anything that would damage the bar. Right. So... I couldn't attach the neon sign to the bar. Right. 
And I mean, at that time, like we were still so new, so we weren't really thinking like command strips would work, Mm -hmm. you know, command strips or command hooks probably would have been okay. But still aesthetically, we were trying our best to hide all our mechanics. So at that same point, command hooks would have shown. Yeah. So we were almost trying to create a false front on this bar, almost as if we did attach the neon sign Mm -hmm. to it. And then also it was cool because you have this gloss black piece of acrylic and it was reflective and and very nice so yeah it worked out you know chris didn't know me for anything but you know she knew me as the guy who you know probably was able to overcome an issue even mm-hmm. though that was my fault yeah um and that started you know our relationship and journey with consider it done but still still a small horror story you know nobody yeah. likes to show up and feel like they're prepared only to be like shut down and hit a wall mm-hmm. and uh yeah still stressful and but bad. yeah we figured that one out yeah um another one funny enough with chris and another styled shoot was the the one for the magazine oh finest weddings, finest weddings right yeah. i think um so they asked us to participate in this styled shoot for the fall issue of the magazine and um we created, we were kind of on this trajectory of, it was right when we were planning on rebranding to from Borrowed from a Bride to Details Duo, and we wanted to take our business to the next level by really showcasing these larger builds more than just neon signs and tabletop signage and some of the smaller things that we were doing. So we jumped at the opportunity to do this um, because... You know, it was really a good way to showcase our work and then also um, be able to kind of portray what we now wanted Details Duo to be. So we created this large installation for a ceremony backdrop and then on the backside ended up being the escort display. Very abstract, multicolored, very cool display and really challenging Mm -hmm. um, in and of itself. What it is, you can go check it out on our Instagram Um, It was at Mountain Shadows. And so we got the whole display up. It was beautiful. Struggled to get it up. So it wasn't an easy day by any Mm -hmm. means. But I feel like we had just finished. And then these ginormous storm clouds came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was in the forecast. (laughs) Nobody was prepared for it. So I don't really know if it was in the forecast. I mean, we had plenty of planners there Mm -hmm. or people who plan events. And so I feel like if it was, if there was rain that day, I feel like we would have known about it. Yeah. Nobody was prepared. Nobody knew about it. And within the matter of 10 minutes, I mean, these clouds showed up and it was pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And and everything's already like set up, situated, ready to go, um, ready to start shooting. And but we obviously, because nothing had been photographed yet. We were trying our best to preserve everything because we didn't want it to get ruined for the shoot. So everybody's scrambling, trying to cover things. So we were taking our moving blankets that we had wrapped the panels in and trying to like throw them over the panels. And we were also worried because along with the storm and the rain was coming these large gusts of wind, especially mountain shadows, because it kind of creates that tunnel effect when you're right there in that ceremony center lawn area. So... um, so we all were throwing the moving blankets over to try and protect the pan- the backdrop from the rain. But then we were also standing there holding the backdrop because 
we didn't, you know, want it to blow over or anything to happen to it. Well, I feel like also everyone was coming to help us Mm -hmm. and not being cocky, but like our backdrop that we created, aside from the Camelback Mountain in back of it, our backdrop was the backdrop for the shoe. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... It was like the focal point. <laughs> it was the focal point. So everybody was coming to help us. And they were coming to help us by like trying to cover the backdrop. Yeah. And only halfway through us trying to cover the backdrop did somebody say like, well, wait, like shouldn't we be holding this? Because I feel like at first we were more focused on making sure it didn't get wet. Mm-hmm. But then we finally came to the realization of like, who cares if it gets wet? Like if this thing falls, we're screwed. Right. You know, something happens to it. Yeah. Huge gusts of wind. So we were all and we all probably look like clowns. But, you know, the whole backdrop Mm -hmm. is covered in moving blankets. And we're all sacrificing ourselves just getting dumped on in rain. Oh, you know, because we're standing out there holding this backdrop, trying to preserve every inch of it. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, the storm passed. Mm -hmm. We took the blankets off. Nothing fell. Yeah. Maybe a few of these little acrylic pieces on the back got knocked off because we attached them with glue dots. Mm hmm. I'm Which is saying another story. <laughs> glue dots because we'll get into that in another story in a second. But all in all, it worked out. But man, guys, just weather, rain, wind. Yeah, you just never know on the event day what's going to happen. Yeah, but what's we got through that through. one. That was another one with Chris. That yeah. was a fun one. Good yeah. story. Yeah. Everything worked out great and it ended up on the cover of the magazine. Yeah. And you, it looks like sunshine and a per- it looks like a beautiful, perfect day and nobody would have known any different. You would never know. You never know. Um... So another another one that I have here in my notes is a day from October of 2020. And I know you said that the October 2019 date was probably one that you would, if somebody waved a magic wand and gave you the opportunity to erase and redo, you'd pick that one. But this is probably number two, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, they probably go hand in hand. They I mean, probably go hand in hand. On this day, we had two weddings. One of them was a decent size for us another one was insane Mm -hmm. it was a huge build on this day i also got into a car accident in between in between the installs the installs and in between the issues of Mm -hmm. the installs so taylor's a wild day altogether right i probably this would be a close number two Mm -hmm. to erasing a day in the wedding industry we finished our install at the first venue, we did a neon sign on hedge walls and a beautiful seating chart. Mm-hmm. We packed everything up to head over to the next venue, which was about 15 minutes away. So not very far, but not right across the street like some of the venues here. So we went over to the next install. Our next install was insane. It was a speakeasy in the middle of Royal Palms. And required a ton of work, ton of effort, and Mm -hmm. like extreme concentration by everybody on team. So we're halfway through the Speakeasy install, and I remember getting a phone call or two from Andrea, from Andrea Leslie, (laughs) and I had missed her calls. Like my phone was somewhere, and so I remember getting back to my phone and seeing all these missed calls from her, and so I called her back, and she's so sweet if you know her like she's probably one of the best people to be with on a wedding day because even if something is going wrong like she has this calming effect and I mean something could be on fire and while she's so proactive and she's gonna take care of it like Mm -hmm. she's like it's fine it's fine fine. everything's good like she makes you feel like you know Mm -hmm. at ease at ease for sure so thanks Andrea but I remember calling Andrea back 
she's so sweet. She's like, hey, your neon sign's not working. It went out. And I'm just like devastated because Mm -hmm. at this time, I mean, we were so close to either that couple ceremony starting or their ceremony very well could have already been started. Mm -hmm. And the neon sign was for cocktail hour. Right. Right after ceremony. So she was like, hey, what could we do? Like, is there anything that we could problem solve here? And I'm like, you could do this, you could do that. But like, honestly, there's a good chance that like, there's just something wrong that's out of all of our control. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling her like, well, here's our solution. Like, I have a few other neon signs back at the shop. Yeah. We only had one of each saying. So also when the client chooses their sign, it's typically because they like whatever the saying is (laughs) that the sign says. But if you only have one of each item in inventory, then if that one goes out. Yeah. So I remember telling her, I remember texting her a list of these neon signs that are back at our shop. Our shop is like 35 minutes or at least 30 minutes away from these venues. So I'm like, here's what we can do. It's going to take me 30 minutes to get there, 30 minutes to get back to you. And I mean, I could throw that thing up in like 10 minutes, but I mean, we're at least an hour and a half, you know, away from this thing. She goes, well, let me talk to the bride. So maybe it was still prior to ceremony. Mm -hmm. She's like, let me talk to the bride and tell her what her choices are and I'll get back to you. She quickly got back to me, told me, you know, another saying. I, you know, zoomed back to the shop. Mind you, we're at the second install putting up this speakeasy. Mm-hmm. So now I have to remove myself, the person who built the speakeasy, and leave the team that's the there team. helping for the, the install. Yeah, Derek and Alex were there assisting us putting up the install, but they had no idea how to put this thing together. Like they didn't build it, they helped, but they didn't right. engineer it. I and I was with the there. guys, but I didn't know either. <laughs> So I'm zooming back to the shop. I get to the shop. I throw the neon sign in there. I get back to El Choro. When I get back to El Choro, we are in the middle of cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. So the neon sign, they had just turned it off. So it kind of just looked like there was just a light out. Mm -hmm. It kind of just looked like a sign on the hedge wall. So it wasn't terrible. However, I had to let go in the middle of cocktail hour while people were taking photos in front of the hedge walls. Mm -hmm. I had to go and say, like, excuse me, I have to change out the sign. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Um, But we got it changed out, Mm -hmm. you know, flipped on the new neon sign. It looked great. Um, The couple was able to do their first dance in front of it. Yeah, which was cool. We got it swapped out before the couple ended up coming in for their grand entrance. And because right as they came in for their grand entrance, I believe they went straight into their first dance. And the the whole purpose or the whole goal was to do their first dance in front of this, you know, hedge wall with the neon sign. And so, Uh, which is all that matters. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, who cares what guests saw, but you know, at least it was right for the couple and they were still able to do their first dance in front of it and still get the same effect, even if it was a different saying. So while this was happening, I was using one of my buddy Alex's truck. Alex was helping us on the install. We didn't have any employees at the time, to be honest with you. So Mm -hmm. Derek and Alex, Derek might have been our first employee at the time, but he was still Mm part-time. Alex was just a good old buddy helping us out. And we were at Royal Palms in our van or or a box truck or whatever we had. And I couldn't take that vehicle because we still had half of the speakeasy 
to be unloaded. Mm-hmm. So I asked Which Alex, was something that actually, the guys could actually do while you were gone was yeah. unload the truck. So. so I didn't have a vehicle to use because we had to keep our truck there at Royal Palms to continue to unload it. So I'm like, Alex, can I use your truck to do this? He said, yeah, no problem. Well, once I was finished changing out the neon signs, I remember the guys calling me and they're like, hey, we don't have any water and we're like dying of thirst. Can you stop and get us some water on your way back to this install? I said, no problem. So if you guys are familiar with Phoenix, you know, like the AJs on Camelback and 44th Street. So on my way back from El Choro, I stopped at, you know, one of the only supermarkets in this Mm -hmm. area. I'm parked at the AJs. I ran in, grabbed some water. I'm running out. I'm backing up Alex's truck and I hear a huge crash into Alex's truck. I look back. And this 18-wheeler semi-truck that was backing up into the supermarket to unload produce had backed into Alex's truck. I'm like, man, this is one of those times where you're like, if this day could get any worse, it just happened. Yeah. So, again, Taylor, Alex, Derek, the whole team is at Royal Palms really just doing the best they can on this speakeasy. But, like, they need me back there. Now I'm stuck having to fill out this incident report <laughs> for, you know, the AJ's truck driver mm-hmm. who backed into not even my vehicle, but one of my friend's vehicles. Right. Huge dent in the back of his pickup truck. Like horrible, right? So, uh Yeah. Not only did the neon sign go out at this point in the day, but now I had ruined my buddy's truck. Right. So After I, he let you borrow it. After he let me borrow it. So I finally get back to Royal Palms. I had called them and I told them I got into a, you know, a small accident. I was fine, but Alex's truck was like totally wrecked. So I get back. I feel like Alex didn't even care. Like he was like, hey, we need to get this speakeasy. Yeah, I mean, that's the definition of a good, good friend, a good buddy right there. Because he's just like focused on the task at hand. He's like, you know what, man, don't even worry about it. But like we need to get going on this thing because... I mean, time was ticking, you know? So it's wild because, guys, I'm looking at Taylor's notes here of all our horror stories. And this stuff is so sequential because now we get into our next install for the day, our final install. But now we have another horror story to share Mm -hmm. on this same day. Right. So we're cruising through now. All this stuff has happened, but doesn't matter because we fixed it all. Uh, Alex's truck is wrecked, but our main goal is getting the speakeasy up. So we finally get the speakeasy up. I feel like we're putting on like the last minute touches. Alex and I are doing something with the door mechanism. We had, you know, engineered this door to open when you pushed the sconce that was a working sconce. It was lit outside. And I remember something had happened where like we were testing the sconce to make sure that it worked. And while we were testing it, something had broke off inside the mechanism that we had engineered. (laughs) And so if the day couldn't get any worse, right? There you go. It just did. It just did. So Alex and I just look at each other like we're both like ghosts. I Mm -hmm. mean, our faces are both white. Like, oh my goodness. And a bunch of four letter uh, curse words are playing in your head. Yes. (laughs) So we have this giant run of walls, 20 feet. And the only thing that matters for this build is the door that opens or else the whole thing just falls apart, right? It's like the definition of a speakeasy. (laughs) 
and we're dead in the water. Yeah. It doesn't work. Like it was working the day before we tested it. It was foolproof. And for some reason, whenever we were moving things around, I just feel like the mechanism wasn't secure enough. And we had this plastic piece in there that we had cut on the laser because we needed a very specific piece. And we were so proud of ourselves for engineering it, but that piece broke. And so there was Alex and I, while Derek was still doing something else, Alex and I were trying to figure this thing out. And this was such a horror story because we knew that if we couldn't get this thing working, and also, mind you, this was not like a one and done. People were going to be pressing this sconce for hours, Mm -hmm. right? So it needed to not only be fixed, but it needed to be fixed 100%. Yeah. So... I just remember like with our ingenuity and like whatever we had left in the box truck, like we were tying this thing back together and making sure that it worked and thank God we were able to do it. But wow, what a day. Yeah. Going and installing a neon sign and being called to say that it was broken, Mm -hmm. fixing that, getting in an accident and then getting your speakeasy up and the door doesn't open. It was just such a bad day, but all in all, everything worked out. Yeah wild yeah and you're here to tell the tale yes i am so nobody got hurt nobody got hurt that's always the most important part of this whole thing right so um so another one which we briefly mentioned before was regarding glue dots and this was oh and you planners love glue dots like and even stationers you guys are like glue dots glue dots However, use glue dots. Glue, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, just use glue dots. People love them because they feel like, oh, I mean, if they work for like stationary or like, you know, it holds up this piece of paper on the wall inside my office, right? Mm-hmm. No problem. Like, just use glue dots, right? So, for some reason, Taylor and I were coerced into like thinking the same thing. We were like, okay, yeah, we'll just use glue dots for things that we need to hang. Yeah. Well, I think because aesthetics are always such a big deal. Um, when it comes to weddings that you also want something that looks seamless and like glue dots are clear or at least the ones that we use. So it was something that was some sort of mechanism that we could attach the acrylic to the backdrop with right. um, that probably made it look the most seamless, but it didn't hold up. No, no way. Yeah. So this is Brad telling all you guys out there, do not use glue dots on your installs. Well, or at least for... um acrylic because i think that was gosh just in general so here's a tip for you guys as you don't think it worked for paper i don't i really don't didn't we use them for the tickets or no i can't remember yeah we did so here's a here's a tip if i can fasten something meaning if i can secure something to another object i'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. and meaning like if you can use a screw right or you can use a pin nail or a brad nailer, or even if you can use a semi-permanent or permanent adhesive, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because then you know when you do that, that thing is not coming off. Yeah. You don't want it to come off. Right. Right? These glue dots, even though they say permanent on there, they're not permanent. And also, we're in Arizona. Like, even if it's... The heat affects a lot of these type of things. So that's just for me moving forward, you know, from that day on, I just always figured, you know what, if I can fasten something, I'm going to fasten it. Mm -hmm. It does take more time. It maybe costs more money. It 
you have to figure out how to hide that mechanism, whether it's a screw or a pin nail, mm-hmm. um, or you've got to make sure that your adhesive is the proper adhesive for the two pieces. Yeah. While glue dots work, I just do not trust them. Right. So on this, and now pers- we use standoffs. And now we use standoffs. Often. Yeah. So if yeah. we're ta- if we're attaching acrylic to a panel or a wall, um, we're gonna fasten it, mm-hmm. and we're generally gonna fasten it in the form of standoffs. Which in the sign industry, that's pretty common, and it's common for a good reason because you're you're able to secure it to mm-hmm. your substrate behind it. Yeah, and you're confident when you're leaving that build that pretty much nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. So instead of risking it. <laughs> with all that being said, we had a build where we had clear acrylic that we had UV printed on, and it was supposed to go onto these beautifully painted backdrops. Mm-hmm. And whoever got it in our mind that, you know, glue dots would be okay to use, you know, we thought they would be fine. So we used glue dots in each of the corners of these pieces of acrylic to attach them to the wall. Mm -hmm. And call it the heat from the sun, call it my great painting skills because the backdrops were so smooth Mm -hmm. that the glue dots didn't adhere to it. There was no texture. Um we had finished the install we got we were home they were fine yeah they were fine. i mean we felt good about leaving like nothing was yeah it was, everything was good everything seemed okay yeah and we got a call from ashley mm-hmm. at revel saying hey guys these acrylic pieces are like either one sliding on the backdrop like they're sliding down mm-hmm. or a couple of them have, have fallen. fallen off yeah luckily none of the acrylic broke but you need to come back yeah And that's the last thing that you want to do, guys, after you just finished a long day of install at Mm -hmm. the wedding and you're already home and you're, you know, vegging out on the couch. Right. And your veg session is only a few hours because you're going to have to go back to the venue that night to strike. So you're like trying to soak in these handful of hours. To be honest with you, I forget, maybe you know, but I forget what we ended up doing to alleviate that issue. I don't know if we just went and added more glue dots because at the time we didn't have a solution. I think or, we used double-sided tape. Or we used, oh, you're right. Yeah, In we, the corners, we yeah. had cut, like, square pieces of double-sided tape. And, I mean, you saw them, like, more so than the glue dots. But at that point, it was just, like, whatever. Yeah. You had to put aesthetics on the back burner. And it was just about getting these acrylic panels to stay yeah. put. That's right. I forgot that. So we went back. We brought double-sided tape. And they were fine. Mm-hmm. They didn't fall again. However, when we got back, I mean, I feel like the hottest part of the day had already passed. So I really do think it was the heat. But at the same time, guys, if you can fasten something, do it. Yeah. If you can use standoffs, do it. You never want to walk away from an install feeling like there might be a chance that something's going to fall off your display. Because one, it's unsafe, first mm-hmm. and foremost. You know, if a kid is looking at the display... And a piece of acrylic falls, especially if you have a sharp edge on that acrylic, it can cut the kid or anybody, mind right. you. And two, the clients are generally paying you to be a professional. And when you're using glue dots or you're using something that should not be used or you're not confident in, you're frankly not being professional. And so just a tip for everybody out there, if you can fasten something, do it. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. We'll never use glue dots again. Never. <laughs> All right. I have another one for you. Do you remember the time where you were loading a wall and 
something happened to it. Yeah. This was even before you, I think you guys were packing up for the event, right? Yeah, it was the morning of the wedding. Yeah. Sometimes we were good and we had the box truck packed the day before. I mean, sometimes, but most of the time, I mean, we're running pretty lean. So we're loading our truck the morning of. And we had this five by eight arched wall, inset arched wall that we were loading. We were still in the process of putting our moving blankets around it. So I remember we set the wall outside. Nobody had hands on it for whatever reason. Both of us like step away. I go to grab an object and I like turn around quickly and I ended up bumping the wall and the wall started to fall. Both of us like very quickly went to catch the wall, but not quick enough. The wall had slammed into the side of the corner of the building. Like we have a sharp corner on the outside of our Mm -hmm. building. And I remember like the wall didn't fall all the way over. So that's great. But we couldn't see the front of it. So like both of us were like cringing and Mm -hmm. like scared to look. Yeah. One eye closed like, ooh, how's this going to look? And and it was totally ruined. Like there was a huge hole. Like a gash, right? Gash in the front of this wall. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, our painting, the quality of work that we do for paint is fantastic. Like there's no texture to our paint. We spray all of our paint. It's super smooth. So if there's even like a speck of dust on our paint, Mm -hmm. like you'll see it, right? That's where I'm getting at. There was no hiding this. And it was literally like two hours before we needed to have this wall set up. Mm -hmm. Like we were leaving. Right. So Derek and I were looking at each other going, how do we fix this? I mean, we know how to fix this if we have a day, like Mm -hmm. no problem, like sand it down, Bondo, patch it, no problem. We're good. Yeah. Repaint it. Well, we had to be in the truck in like 30 minutes. We had Mm -hmm. to get this wall loaded. So I don't remember if it was me or him that thought of it, but we're like, why don't, I mean, it's not going to look a hundred percent, but like it's the best we got. What if we put duct tape over this hole, bring it back into the spray booth and spray over the duct tape? Like, and I feel like he, he had that idea and I was like, uh, we can't do that. Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) But what else are we going to do? Right. You don't have any other solutions. We definitely can't bring this wall to the venue like this, you know, and we have no other option. So I'm like, whatever. Let's do it, you know? So there we were, like, you know, taping over this hole, like, using razor blades to, like, cut around it so that we could... It was kind of in a semicircle, the hole was. So we were trying to remove as much excess tape that we could because we knew that, like, you know, you would see any of the tape, mm-hmm. really. It was a different elevation off of the wall. And, yeah, we we sprayed that thing, color matched it, obviously, and uh, let it dry real quickly, put it in the... <laughs> put it in the truck and and set it up and and nobody said anything you couldn't really tell unless you knew where you were looking everything was good but it happened it happened you know and you just i think from there we just always learned like if you bring a wall somewhere it's either got to be secured to one of our brackets or Mm -hmm. somebody's got to have a hand on it at all times at all times yep yep for sure um (laughs) speaking of paint there was one instance that was actually at a venue where you spilled some paint. I spilled a lot of paint. Yeah. Yeah, and it was blue. Mm, did not match the aesthetic. No. 
we match the aesthetic of the wedding, but not the uh, <laughs> not the venue. <laughs> wasn't what the vibe they were going for. I mean, we think we're so cool. Like we bring touch up paint to all of our installs. You never know if something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, if something does happen, if you've got touch up paint on you, then you can fix it. I mean, it's not gonna look a hundred percent, but no, it'll be better than what it is if you don't have touch up paint. So for this one, I had like a quart of blue paint with us for this um, install that we had done at Desert Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I had the paint along with these other tools in this milk crate that I was carrying around on a dolly for whatever reason. I don't know. This was maybe before Milwaukee packouts or something. Mm-hmm. But my milk crate was my toolbox. And milk crates, like you know, have, you know, holes in them. <laughs> So I had set my milk crate down for whatever reason, and I came back to it, and my quart of paint spilled inside. It had fallen over, right? It had fallen over or tipped over and spilled inside the milk crate, which if this was any other, like, box or whatever, like, it wouldn't have been as bad, but it's a milk crate. Mm -hmm. So the paint had seeped all through the milk crate, and this was in the middle of their ceremony area like ceremony slash reception area mm-hmm. with, where they're eating dinner yeah so i like quickly pull the milk crate up as like paint is dripping off of the bottom and on all, the concrete right no on cobblestone or cobblestone yeah that's right oh i was devastated like no at this time nobody saw like it was just me i'm like how can i fix this how can i fix mm-hmm. this so i end up putting the milk crate back so like nobody could see it you know just back on top of the paint And I go to the bathroom, I get like a bunch of rags or whatever I had, maybe a microfiber, and I'm trying to get this blue paint off the cobblestone. It's not coming off. Yeah. It's blue paint on cobblestone in the middle of their reception, you know? I think quickly everybody kind of learned what was going on or people were, you know, saying like, hey. Like venue staff, yeah. Venue staff was like, hey, that guy spilled paint. Hey, you know, and finally Chris from Consider It Done learned about it she came over but i think some other stuff was going on so like she kind of didn't have time to deal with it mm-hmm. like she had her own stuff to be dealing right. with. so she had to trust that like we would get it cleaned we were just up gonna resolve the issue or figure it out yeah. with the venue and long term like looking back i mean i tell people this story and they're like what were you worried about like we could have just taken a pressure washer out there and like cleaned it up mm-hmm. and that's all well and good but i was worried about there being blue paint for this person's wedding yeah like I mean, this is a beautiful country club, Mm -hmm. you know, with cobblestone and like you can't have a huge like two foot by two foot splatter of blue paint in the middle of the reception area. So I went and found like the head maintenance guy, told him and I'm like, give me like your strongest cleaner that you have and I'm going to soak the shit out of this paint because I don't know what else to do. So that's what we ended up doing, something like simple green or like something that really wasn't super invasive. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it worked enough to yeah. where it wasn't blue. wasn't super noticeable. But you could totally yeah. tell that something was there if you were looking. Mm-hmm. I think the venue coordinator found out. I think she probably was a little upset, obviously. Right. But, I mean, what were you going to do? I mean, yeah. I got it cleaned up enough and I remember leaving like, oh, man, we're not going to be allowed back there. Yeah. You know, I'm the guy. Like, are who's, they going to sue us? Yeah. <laughs> are they going to come after us because we spilled paint at their venue? Yeah. Okay. So our last one, if you guys are familiar with the modern way of dating these days, 
there's a lot of dating sites, Tinder, Bumble, all sorts of things. And a big thing is swiping right to find your match. So we did a display inspired by that. And this was probably the most challenging build for you, I would say. Yeah. From an outside perspective, like I don't think I've ever seen you that panicked or stressed. So for this build, I thought I had engineered it in a way that worked flawlessly. These acrylic pieces, we UV printed all the guest names on and I CNC routed out channels for the pieces to slide back and forth on the back of this piece of MDF. Super cool design. Mm -hmm. Very interactive, very, very interactive. like guest experience driven. It was incredible. Yeah, it was great. Now, our design incorporated the guest table numbers to be UV printed on the wall behind the sliding pieces of acrylic, right? For whatever reason, I think I was just running short on time and Taylor and I were like racking our heads back and forth. We're like, I don't think I'm going to have time to get this five by eight piece of material on the UV printer, design it in a way where I know for sure it's going to be centered on each one of these pieces mm -hmm. and finish out this build. Like, yeah. I just don't think I had time. Yeah. And so, the numbers were going to be perfectly aligned yes. in every slot. And yeah. So... Where I thought I had thought of everything, like we ran into kind of a hurdle and Taylor and I very quickly overcame it because we were like, well, let's just finish the build. When you move the, when you swipe to the right, it'll be blank. But what we can do is we can vinyl cut stickers. Number we can stickers, vinyl cut number yeah. stickers on our plotter or our printer and we can just put them behind the acrylic, right? Like that'll work, obviously. It'll look really good. We can use the same font that we were going to print, no problem. Mm -hmm. So the morning of the wedding, we still needed to attach these numbers, but no big deal. There were 80 numbers that needed to be put up on a wall, mm -hmm. no problem. We had the wall done. The swipers were working perfectly, like it was sliding back and forth. We put the first number on, and it's so crazy, but like whatever thickness the vinyl was that mm -hmm. wasn't even anything once we put it on that wall backer it was impeding the acrylic slider yeah i went to go slide it back over to cover the number and it didn't slide and it didn't slide so the because it hit the edge of the number right and because of the way that i had engineered this wall for the sliders to swipe i had to do it in a way where there was very little room in between the acrylic and the wall behind it mm -hmm. so there's very little lack of a better term wiggle room right so it was very tight mm -hmm. not tight not super tight where you had to put a lot of force but tight enough to where that piece of acrylic wasn't going to then fall out of the channel right but tight enough to where when we added the vinyl number it didn't even slide over it, it. didn't work and this was the whole concept of the build guys like and also, it was the morning of the wedding. I mean, that's the whole purpose of their escort display is for guests to find out what table they're sitting at. So if you have no table numbers associated with the guest names, like it completely defeats the purpose we of were, the display. <laughs> we were like shitting our pants. I mean, we were like, well, can we get thinner vinyl? Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, like there's no thinner vinyl. Yeah. Like what? No. Like, this I mean, is already so thin to begin with. So to try to paint this picture, guys, like, it would almost be like saying the thickness of a piece of paper mm -hmm. was too thick. Yeah. So if we put anything in there that was like a piece of paper or thicker, 
the acrylic slider was not going to be functional. So I don't know whose idea it was. I think it was mine. Yeah, probably. Because I was just at that point. I'm like, I can't. Because I made the call. <laughs> I think I would probably quit at that point. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to hang it up, sell all these tools. I'm done. Well, you had worked so like long hours on that build and you'd worked so hard on it. And then for it to not work in the end, and this was the morning of the wedding, it was just, I'm sure you were just so defeated. I was done. And just over having to problem solve and try and find yeah. all these solutions. So Taylor you know? had to step in. I mean, she... She knew really nothing about. I just tried to about, like, yeah, take advantage, take yeah. um, take the lead. What am I saying? Yeah, take. I've tried to take the lead on the situation, um, and so. So I was probably over in the corner crying. Yeah, literally. he's like, "What are we gonna do?" And I'm like, "It's a long shot, but like, we got to do it." And I would only ever do this in an absolute emergency. But we called up our vendor friend, Emma, etchings by Emma. Emma, thank God for you that morning. <laughs> this was the middle of fall wedding season. We knew Emma had other weddings that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had to have had other stuff oh, going yeah. on. And we were literally asking her to drop everything that she was doing for her clients to help us in an emergency. Yeah. And if you don't know Emma or Etchings by Emma, her business, she does hand lettering and calligraphy. And um, so she writes on things all the time. Beautifully. Yeah. And so we were like we have to see if there's any way that Emma can come and just handwrite these table numbers in. And even Brad was like, well, are you sure that the thickness of the paint pen that Emma's going to use is even going to work? And I'm like, well, we got to try because we have, we don't, I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah. I would imagine it's thinner than, you know, the vinyl or this piece of paper type thickness that we're trying to work against. Um, But we had no other solutions at that point. So we just had to cross our fingers and we had to have a lot of faith that this was going to work we packed up an escort display that was unfinished Mm -hmm. and took it to the venue set it up yeah because she's like do you want us to come do you want me to come to your shop and do it and we're like to be honest like we're already tight on time like maybe you should just meet us at the venue and we'll get the display set up and then also it saves her time too yeah um and as soon as it's yeah as soon as it's set up we can you can hopefully go to town and write in these numbers and it should really only take, you know, maybe 20 minutes, but yeah. Yeah. So we set it up at the venue. We had so much faith and we had to like, just trust just that, praying, it gonna yeah, that it was going to work. And we set it up. <laughs> we set up this escort display that it was unfinished. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so wild to say, but I, know. I mean, it wasn't malicious. We weren't, you know, trying to screw anybody over. No, it just of happened. Course not. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like I said, Emma, you were such a blessing that day and you came to our rescue. So I remember her writing the first letter and I was just, or the first number rather. And I'm just like, did it work? Did it work? Uh-huh. And Taylor was like, well, it's got to dry first. You yeah. Know, we can't slide it, you know, but yeah, I don't want it to smear. Gosh, the minute those numbers dried and we were able to swipe those to the left. Yeah. Ugh. Move the panel or move the slider back over the number. It was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. It was such a sigh of relief. Yeah. But, you know, we got that figured out. And again, thanks, Emma, for coming into our rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're a lifesaver. Wow. But yeah, some funny, funny things happen, some funny stories. I think that's where we're going to leave it. It was really fun to talk through all of those things. While I don't know if we necessarily love reliving those moments, right? It is fun to talk through them and be on the other side of it. Mm hmm. I think it would be really fun if you guys are wedding fabricators or maybe you're just in the event industry, if you guys have your own stories. Yeah. Um, 
that you resonate with. I mean, it would be fun to hear those Mm -hmm. from you guys or like if you had similar things that happened. Um, It'd be cool to know that, you know, somebody else went through that same thing or maybe that same thing happened to them. And they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, I never Mm would have thought somebody else, you know, encounter that same issue. Yeah. It takes a lot of guts to be vulnerable. But I mean, it's how we all kind of band together in this industry and relate to one another. So, yeah, would be pretty cool to hear some other stories. Yeah. But, you know, don't be afraid to come out on the other side of something and share um, your experiences with people because you never know if it's going to help somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, like we don't necessarily feel good about some of these things that happen. However, we know that we, you know, resolve them the best we could and we learn from them. Absolutely. And I think that that's probably the most important thing that came out of each and every one of these scenarios. Yeah, And maybe it'll save somebody in the future from hearing our experience and then maybe they won't have to be faced with the same issues. Or use glue dots. Right. So with that, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, until next time. Bye. Bye.